I'm Jim Collison and live from our virtual studios around the world. This is Builder Talent Tuesday, recorded on March 24th, 2020. This BP10 edition of Call to Coach is a resource for those who want to help others discover and use their strengths and their talents. We have Gallup experts and independent strengths coaches and BP10 coaches share tactics, insights, and strategies to help coaches maximize the talent of individuals, teams, and organizations around the world. If you are listening live, we have a chat room. Uh, the link to it's right available in the video window there. We'd love to have you click over to our YouTube instance, jump in the chat room, and join us there. I'll be taking your questions. If you're listening after the fact and you have questions about anything, just email us coaching at gallop.com don't forget if you're on youtube subscribe to the page right now it's right below todd down there there's a subscribe button click the notification bell other side todd click the notification bell <laughs> and uh, you'll get notified whenever we go live and if you are, are not listening to podcasts yet you should be all the cool kids are we're on every podcast podcast platform that is available to you just search gallop webcasts and you can get this one builder talent tuesday todd johnson is our host today todd's gallop's channel leader for entrepreneurship and job creation and todd always great to have you welcome back to this kind of reboot of Builder yeah. Talent tuesday and and bravo and as i've mentioned we had talked a few months ago about firing this up again there's an added importance uh i'm not going to be opportunistic by any means but Boy, does our supporting entrepreneurs and their small businesses mean a whole lot. And that's about as much as I'm going to dwell on our current situation. Um, I'm going to publicly embarrass you a little bit, Jim Collison, but what you do and how you wire these uh, advocates and friends and coaches around the world together is just simply awesome and appreciated from this little tiny shareholder to this citizen of Nebraska in the United States and the world. So Thanks for what you do. I know you're doing a lot of it. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I know a lot of people on the call do as well. Gosh, I've been looking forward to today. You know, you have heard me over the years talk about our initiatives in in Lincoln and Omaha and Mexico. And, you know, we've had some incredible competitive advantages. We're doing great things in those cities. But, you know, Lincoln, of course, is the home of the Clifton Strengths Institute and, and ultimately Don Clifton and Positive Psychology uh, and so we should and are doing incredible things there. Omaha, we happen to have a couple, six, 700 employees around town. And, you know, there's, there's advantages, Mexico, when the, the president's on your team and, and half the governors of the country, you have certain competitive advantages, but Grand Island's a little special because none of those competitive advantages, if you will, existed, but one big one does exist. And she's sitting next to me to my <laughs> left. Tara Netifly, and we're going to focus on on Tara and what Tara is doing. Um, this is your first call to coach. Yes, not your last. Thanks yep. for being here. And give us your elevator bio. Uh, and you've got nine floors. Nine so floors. Push the button <laughs> and tell us who you are. All right. I am Tara Netifly. I'm coming from you from Grand Island, Nebraska, and I work for the Grand Island Area Economic Development Corporation. I started there a little over a year ago and hit the ground running. Um, previously, I worked in drug and alcohol prevention as a youth program coordinator in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I did that for about six years and then took a little time off from the professional world, had a kiddo and went back and got my teaching degree. And then I taught high school education for five years. And I really missed working in the community 
and it was time to come back. And I still get to work with the kiddos, but I still I work with the businesses in the community again. So um, now I am coordinating the Future Builders Challenge for Grand Island area. So it's not just Grand Island. Um, and a side note, like I'm a proud mama, single mama of a nine-year-old and awesome. he's hanging out at home right now with grandpa and grandma and uh, love to travel and supposed to be going to Peru in June. So we'll wait and see on that, but see on that. grab awesome. another country there. <laughs> awesome. Tell, you know, you're not a, a certified strings coast yet, no. which yes. uh, I would say that probably 75% of our global BP10 coaches and we're well, we're approaching 400 now. Our certified coaches. So, what, what, what's your history with Gallup? How'd you? Hopefully, you know a little more than the poll. I have met people yes. that haven't even heard of the poll. A little scary out there. But uh, how, how did you stumble into this uh, this movement and revolution, if you will? Well, I've always loved Gallup. I've had my strengths. I've taken it multiple times throughout my life, uh, you know, as young professional in the middle in there. And then I took it again recently just to see if anything changed. And nope, yeah. I'm still a woo. Um, so my top five are woo, communication, input, includer, and a relater. And are you a woo too, Jim? <laughs> us woos have special bonds with each other. Some people run away from us. Um, and then when I started with Grand Island Economic Development, uh, this project was presented to me. I think there were some meetings probably about five, six months before I started. And there wasn't really that person or an organization entity that wanted to take this on. And it fit right in my talent box of things. And so um, I started, I don't remember when I started, but I started last year in 2019. And then by yeah. June, I was, I went and got my I went and got talent trained and my coaching and uh, spent two days up in Omaha at the summit and received my That's right. certification. Were, were you at the BP10 course around the summit? Was that, I get them? Yes. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. On the, the side of the summit. Yep. Yep. And it was actually Rich Clausen and I, we've had Rich on this show before. We came out and met a bunch of your community mm -hmm. leaders. Uh, your incredible superintendent, Tawana, uh, is, is truly uh, an incredible leader and had a lot of energy, but you're right. Uh, there wasn't kind of that person sitting around the table that said, mm -hmm. I'm going to grab this, run with it, own it, and uh, make a big difference in the economy and the community until you came along. So that was awesome. And it's been about a year that you've been working on yes. what, what, what happens, <clears throat> what happens in that year? Okay. Walk through kind of the process of getting this community initiative spun up. Well, I wanted, I'm very much a visual learner, visual hands-on tactical. I wanted to see it. And so I went down and spent the day at the Lincoln program. Um, I didn't do the half day. They made their first day as a half day event. And then, so I went down and spent, I think it was like 12 plus hours down yeah. there for that full day. Um, I talked to people throughout the day. I talked to the kids involved. I talked to the coordinators. I talked to um just anybody I could and got ideas. I walked away from with more than 10 pages of notes that day. I had my own agenda planned by the time I left. I had what I needed to do and how I wanted to tweak it and make it our own for our own community. And uh, came back, brought that back to our team here in the office. And they said, go. And so started meeting with schools because that was the first thing 
you need at the, you need kids. And uh, I didn't do phone calls. I set meetings up and we had face to faces. And so I drove to, um, I had meetings with eight different schools and ended up having seven jump on board. But um, we didn't just focus on Grand Island. So we have four high schools within Grand Island, the largest being Grand Island Public Schools, the smallest being Heartland Lutheran. Um, and then, so all four of those schools were yes, right away, had the one-on-ones with them. And then I was like, we want more. And we have a lot of smaller communities surrounding us. So reached out to Aurora Public Schools. They jumped on board. St. Paul Public Schools was a yes. Centura uh, High School jumped on board. And then Wood River, Wood River Rural High School jumped on board as well. So that pushed our numbers to almost 1,000 sophomores. And we decided to focus on sophomores because freshmen are kind of squirrely and they don't know what they want yet. And so sophomores is kind of that sweet spot. And then juniors and seniors are thinking, okay, what's next out of high school? So we wanted to focus on those sophomores because then we have that couple years after we could do follow-up programming if we want to bring them back as mentors. Um, And so all those conversations happened actually before I went and got BB10 trained in June. And then, um, then we just kept moving forward. I'm going to even take a step backwards. Shame yeah. on me because there could be people on the call that have no idea what we're talking right. about. I just thought and about that's, that too. That's my bad. So, you know, the future builder challenge is kind of our, our equivalency to what we've been doing for the athletes and the intellects for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. which is identify, celebrate, uh, develop, and in a lot of cases, critical to the communities that are on this call and, and all over our country and all over the world, retain. Uh, so identify, obviously, with, a, with our assessments, we can identify intensity of the talent to build. Um, celebrate. I, was, I had the benefit of going out to your inspiration rally. God, that was fun, Tara. <laughs> you know, and I took a few of the builders from Omaha and Lincoln, and, and we drove out, and watching a kid next to his parents get recognized and celebrated in some cases, and this is going to sound breathless for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, we we're Absolutely. great at celebrating our kiddos who win state championships and spike volleyballs and get perfect ACTs. And we've got all this infrastructure and intentionality mm-hmm. around the academics and the uh, athletics, but it's so much fun to light up some kids and their parents not forget about the parents, right. light up kids who uh, are quite honestly being recognized for the first time. I remember mm-hmm. vividly a few of those kiddos and I think the second or third row and they were just glossy eyed the whole time um, mm-hmm. because here's a bunch of business leaders and, you know, a few local celebrities and, and Tara Netafly and <laughs> everybody here saying I'm great at something and, and then uh, putting a development plan in place. So, Again, other communities have called it other things. We're kind of, we're not trademarked, but Future Builder Challenge has been something we've kind of hung our hats on. Uh, Quite honestly, we have a steadfast goal in Nebraska of doing 20 cities, which our economic developers say make or break our state. And then, of course, those that have read The Coming Jobs War or followed Jim Clifton's uh, economic uh, views of, of the country, we think about 200 cities in the United States of America might make or break our GDP and our economic uh, growth. So we are putting a big energy around identifying scientifically, um, celebrating, never going to forget that part, 
and it's important for so many different reasons, developing, because of course, not only in Nebraska, but I know Luke's over in Kentucky and other places, just because you weigh a cow doesn't make it fatter. So just having an assessment without a development and plan, I'm talking to a bunch of coaches, so everybody on this call knows that, but you know, having that developmental experience, which we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about what we're doing next. And then um, retaining or recruiting. Um, I absolutely, it's happening in parts of the country. I'm seeing it. I'm catching rumblings of it. But, you know, economic developers are recruiting builders, entrepreneurs, much more intentionally and aggressively. Uh, some have heard me say this, but I do a fair amount of mentoring in different accelerators around the Midwest. And our, our great entrepreneurs get recruiting letters from Canada and say, you know, if you run into visa trouble or if the regulations start to put the, the crimp on your business growth, we're open 24-7. I love it. Bravo to Canada. I think it's inspired. And so that recruiting retention component is, is also critically important. So Tara is leading the Future Builder Challenge initiative in Grand Island. Um, that's uh, I, Maybe I should have opened with that. So you can mess around with the editing, right, Jim, where you can <laughs> this up front and you can bring it back. You have all that technology. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, well, uh, on the edited version, no one will know I started the introduction midway through. Okay, so we're, we've got all these, well, 100 kids identified. Okay. Their parents are excited. Their teachers are thrilled. I talked to a few of those teachers mm -hmm. that night. Finally, you got through to Johnny because Johnny was yes. bouncing along, not fitting in the box that we made mm -hmm. for him. And, um, and then what happened? We okay. had a, kind of a bump and a glitch. And what are we yeah. doing now? Okay, so... Um, I'm going to back it up even further. Um, so with, and I saw a couple people commenting what was BP10. I saw Jim posted up what Builder Profile 10 is. Um, and then for those of you who already are familiar, I'm just going to let you know my top four is relationship, uh, delegator, determination, and confidence are my top four. Um, people who know me aren't surprised <laughs> generally mm -hmm. by those. Um, but once we had the schools identified and we've kind of figured out who was on board. Um, another piece of people are looking at this for community development and what they, they want to do this for their own. Um, the biggest component is cost for the surveys uh, for the students at BB10 assessment. And so I went and had those conversations back to the schools again. It's like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to support this? Um, and I, I know Lincoln and Omaha went corporate sponsorship, and we chose not to do that in Grand Island. We wanted to keep it in-house as much as possible. So we, as Econo Grand Island Area Economic Development, we said, okay, we can afford this much, and let's figure out how we're going to do the rest. So I wrote a grant to our local um, Grow Grand Island organization, and we were able to secure a grant for the next three years to support what the schools couldn't um, as far as covering the cost of the surveys. And so, for example, um, Aurora High School, they came back and like, we can do half. And I was like, okay, where are we going to come up with the other half? And so I reached out to their economic development and they're like, yeah, what else do you need? <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, write the check. Yeah, I mean, and, it, and the great part is 
when you talk about supporting kids and looking at entrepreneurship and builder skills and talents, they are super excited to help support these students. Um, St. Paul Economic Development didn't even let the school offer to pay. They just said, we're, we're paying for this. And so, yeah. you know, we had, we have a lot of great community support, especially in our rural communities. They were like, yes, we're going to jump on board. Grand Island was like, yes, what else do you need? Um, and so that was awesome as far as the financial piece goes, because I know that is a big question that most people have when they start approaching a, a program like this, what is the cost? Um, after we got, had that conversation, it's like, what's next? A uh, piece that I found missing because I do have that education world background is that we want, I wanted to make sure our teachers who are administering the assessment and then the counselors at the schools who work with the kids had that background in the builder profile 10 as well. So I developed a one day training for all of those educators and administrative, you know, counselors, whoever was going to be working in that area. Um, so they had the background knowledge to work with the students because a biggest big piece of Builder Profile 10 is developing a common language. And those that just, it helps so much when you're working with students because it's 10 talents. Everybody can remember their four of their 10 and say like, oh, Miss Netafee, what was your top one or top two? And then, and then I can relate to, the, it helps relate to those students even more. And it helps build that excitement and that cohesive, cohesive, you know, it just brings them together even more. Um, so develop the trainings and we train, um, I had four different training sessions. So I spread it out, not big groups, but um, they all took the builder profile 10 before the training. We did the activities that they would do with the kids. We did all that stuff. So that way it wasn't just a, the assessment and done within the schools, but those teachers who administered it they had the toolkit then to do the activities and do the follow-up with the kids within the classroom and make it even more impactful. And then the kids knew that their teacher took it so they can put their stuff up on the board and like, here are my top 10 and the order they fell into. And so it, it really enhanced and increased the, the buy-in on the program, increased the, the support that we needed within each school. Um, and that's then that led up to the spring. <laughs> so I love it. That part is so important. And we did some of that in various iterations, but I know you'd really owned and ran with that. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that's important. Uh, <laughs> the one advice I give to community leaders, and I didn't have to because you already figured this out. Don't call it a test. It's not yeah. a test. Our schools are overtested. If you walk in the front door of any school anywhere in the world and say, I've got another test for the kids, you will be ushered out. This is a, even assessment. I've, okay. I've used the word profile. You know, okay. this is a, an, a celebration of what they're great at. Obviously, we're all talent people, recurring patterns of thought and behavior that can be applied to building, building their life, building their educational journey, building their friendships, building. And that alleviate concerns but yeah don't don't lead with uh no. at first we give them another test our kids are over tested and um yeah i i just love the way you got that buy-in mm -hmm. without knowing exactly the well i know in general we had the very highest participation within some of your schools and i i dare say because you had that advocacy and people proficient in the science regardless of whether they advanced on to the programming 
you know, there could be a Saturday two hour workshop. There could be office hours on Thursday at two 30. Mm -hmm. There could be, and that's just so consistent with the mission of this overall initiative. So bravo. Oh, yeah. I have to give a huge shout out to those teachers and the, the counselors, administrators for making sure this got to like the kids took it and they, they got through all of them. And it was great. Like, Hey, we're done. We're done. We're done. And they're like, Oh, we only got a couple left. They were sick. Like they were so on board <laughs> and they were excited about it. Um, so I saw somebody ask like, who did we celebrate? Um, we celebrated, we chose, and this was based on numbers and that's something Todd and I've talked about. Like you're cons when we do the actual program for future builder, uh, challenge, we're constrained by our venue. And so I chose, it ended up being about the top 12 to 15%. We identified top 20% um, that way because we know there's some kids who can't make it. We're right in the middle of beginning track season and we're, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna hit, nobody's available all the time. And so you want to identify a little bit higher than what you're actually gonna have at the program. Um, and then you will have some attrition there based on availability for the students. Yeah, we had wrestling, rest, state wrestling <laughs> with the night of the inspiration rally. So there were no wrestlers in the room, but probably and some girls district talent. basketball. Yep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, that's just life. But, and that's yeah. kind of a cool segue into our online virtual programming because yeah. now there is no track for the yes. immediate future. Um, track so, is right when first it comes back, but yeah. there, there could be again, opportunities uh, uh, abound for builders and those with building talent, but you know, what are we going to do now? We can't, we can't get into groups. We can't do in-person programming. Right. So our program was supposed to take place, uh, March 20th and then March 23rd. We made ours an all day for the both day event. Um, the first day was broken down into, we're going to revisit the builder talents. They were going to get put into teams based on on their role. Um, we're mixing up the communities. And uh, then we were going to bring in uh, kind of our local experts to talk about what those community gaps and needs are. And then the students had to pick the teams, they had to pick something to focus on, and then they were going to develop a business plan. Um, that same afternoon on that Friday, I was bringing in uh, those people who do that for a living, help do business plans. So we had people from our extension office and small business development. We had all those people lined up to come in. They're all volunteering their time um, and then help the kids get a business plan started. And we we're going to do like a business plan 101 session with them. And then they were going to return on Monday and keep running with their business plan and develop a pitch. So think Shark Tank style kind of thing. And we were bringing in, I had over 30 um, mentors, business mentors lined up from all the different communities, people volunteering three hours of their afternoon on that Monday. And they were going to work with the kids, help them polish, help them practice, ask those tough questions that students don't think about. And then they were going to do two rounds of a business pitch competition again, and then bring in new people because I didn't want that bias. You couldn't mentor and judge. And mm. so new people come in to judge and we're going to do a speech tournament style. So they had had rubrics, they had everything laid out. And then based on their scores, they're down to the top five teams. They would pitch one more time to a brand new panel of judges. We even had Miss Nebraska lined up to come in. 
<laughs> and the director of economic development for the state of Nebraska lined up <laughs> to come and help um, judge the final round of the pitch competition. And then we had cash prizes ready to award. Um, as you all, you just, are I'm going to interrupt because you touched yeah. on something so important. Yes, this is not just about the next generation of builders. This is about integrating them <clears throat> with the current builders right. of a community. And again, I've had the privilege and honor of being involved in these in a, quite a few different places. Nobody says no when no. you present the opportunity to spend some time and literally mm -hmm. treasure time and treasure, but not treasure as we know it financially, but of experience and right. helping the next generation. Again, pure economic development, pure humanity. Who's not going to help a kid and, right. and position? I swear I've recruited, again, a lot of mentors and judges, and they're they're slightly different in terms of their time availability and maybe mm -hmm. their position in the community, but they just don't say no. They say no right. if they're out of town or right. if they, uh, and we want them to say no if they're sick, now more than ever, but <laughs> we, it's it's really, a tr and, and I'm going to go back to your budget. Gaining the budgets for these is not hard. The trickiest challenge to anybody who's running these around the country is, uh, getting the kids to take the 30 minute assessment, mm -hmm. the BP 10. And because somebody has to lean in on them, kids don't, don't wake up and say, I'm going to figure out my psychometric profile, the talents to build something. That's not how our kids wake up. At least mine don't. So, yeah. uh, you know, the, the getting that involvement with the existing businesses. And I loved how you had a couple really successful business leaders mm -hmm. in Grand Island at the inspiration rally. We were, sitting in that back row passing notes, but um, they just say yes. Who yep. doesn't? If anybody cares about their community, they're going to care about the next generation coming up and into it. And um, if they don't, just get up and walk out of the meeting because you're not mm -hmm. going to change them. They're probably, I, I'm going to digress here. You can edit that part out too, Jim. Um, but engaging the existing business owners, economic developers, the chamber folks, the city government mm -hmm. is really not, and I don't mean to diminish the great work you did. It's that part's not that it's hard. It's not hard. No, because yeah. you bring it, even when we was like, okay, how are the schools going to pay for, you know, how are we going to pay for the assessments? And it wasn't hard at all. People are like, yes, what else do you need? The financial part's not hard. You talk right. about mentoring kids. They're like, okay, when do I need to show up? Unless they're out of town, like legit that they're out of town. They have doctor's appointment. They're sick. Like there's nobody, nobody said no based yeah. on just, I don't want to. <laughs> I, love that. I, I love that part of this initiative. Uh -huh. And the same thing went with even just setting up the meals. I went and had conversations with our business leaders as far as like different owners of different corporations. And they were just like, okay, so we're going to shoot you a heck of a deal. And I was getting one of our, one of our local people was like, how about two fifty a meal? I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it's just amazing how community rallies around the kiddos and helps support them. And they want to be involved in something like this. And it's something that really shows just that support of our young people. Yeah. Um, I, and I did see know. somebody ask um, if I was doing this through, yes, I was doing through the, this through my job here at the Gun Island Area Economic Development Corporation. So this became part of my um, position here uh, and what my job duties were. So. Great. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, 
just to digress and because I'm a bit of a storyteller, but we've been in a few years here in Omaha with a, a great, exciting company called Builder Trend, and they're just growing like crazy. I I actually talked to another sponsor and they found out and I got in trouble because they're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> they don't want to give it up. <laughs> this is where we do recruiting, recruiting these kids. What what great company doesn't want to get a sniff mm-hmm. and, a, and a look into the next uh, great, you know, builder and talent coming up the pipeline? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they turn on their Mountain Dew machines and that if you have a Mountain Dew machine, jacking these kids up with Mountain Dew is really a, not that they need jack up by by Monday, but um, that was strategic. And um, yeah, a lot of the mentors I've, I've run around these different initiatives and reminded them that these are 14, 16 year old kids. You got to talk to their parents before you hire them. Right. <laughs> you know, but, a lot of internship opportunities, you know, spin out of these. Mm-hmm. So we're going online. Is that what I heard? Rumblings? So Todd and I had a very invigorating conversation about what's next. So world has changed as we all know it right now. Many of you, I'm guessing most of you are tuning in from home. Um, and we are trying to figure out, okay, so postponement. And that's what we initially did was postpone until the end of April. Um, Right now, it doesn't look like this is going to be over by the end of April. And so um, my next thought was, okay, should we just push it off to the fall? And then we do this program, then the kids are juniors, and then we roll forward with the sophomores and then do the spring program as scheduled. Um, I believe that part with the spring schedule will move on that way for next year. Um, But what about all these kiddos we've identified? I invited them. I told their parents about it and all this stuff. So it's like, okay, can we do something online? And so just kind of Todd put the bug in my ear. And so then I've spent a little time here now, like, let's look at what can, can we do a curriculum and can we still put them in teams? Can we still do a pitch challenge digitally? And I think the answer is yes, we can still go forward and do something for them because you know, they're so excited to be home right now and bored and, and let's give them something different. That's not graded and they can actually do something challenging to their and future and it's, it's supporting their future endeavors and we can still get the mentors on board we can still get the judges back on board it'll just be from the comfort of everybody's couches and again seeing opportunity everywhere because that's what builders do the you know we can include mentors from other communities heck mm-hmm. we could include the 2000 kids who took the assessment in lincoln and had the same physical gathering realities so right. conversations are underway whereby we might hitch wagons with a bunch of great kids mm-hmm. and mentors in Lincoln a couple hours down the road. Um, you know, there's a day this could become a national thing. You know, we do it for the kids that can spell. We ought to do it for the kids that can build or teach them Absolutely. how to build. And so um, the opportunity to engage maybe not only the top 15%, but how about every one of them, right? So mm-hmm. I I was thrilled after our last conversation about what could be mm-hmm. and how much we all have the talent to build. Now, some of us are on this end of the spectrum and are going to build companies to change the world. Got to find and develop those. But mm-hmm. all of us are on the builder spectrum. Why don't we just help everybody? And through mm-hmm. an online virtual 
and I don't know if it's Zoom or Blackboard. I don't I don't know any of that, and mm -hmm. everybody knows I don't know that, so it, it's safe. But <laughs> um, having the ability to engage our audience that is landlocked, um, mm -hmm. not technology locked, but landlocked, right. and uh, having a much more inclusive uh, development opportunity. God, I I'm excited about that. I, I am too. Bonus and hitching a few like-minded communities together. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to give them certificates of completion and recognition. Mm -hmm. Our governor's all over this. Our, you know, some of our entrepreneurs that built the state of Nebraska can't wait to engage as a mentor. Maybe they couldn't show mm -hmm. up in Grand Island yesterday right. afternoon at four, but I'll be darned if we can't get them on a video or a Zoom because mm -hmm. they're at home too. And so. Oh, absolutely. And this is an opportunity too for the kids. I mean, they wouldn't get this part necessarily in the regular program, but we could do elevator pitches of how did how did you start your business? Where what's your story? And even do little snippets like that because that way the kids can see what it takes to start a business, how many times people maybe have failed and had to restart until they got to that success point. Um, it's, it, it, it'd be really, it, I just think the engagement piece would be really deep as far as being able to connect those business people and the entrepreneurs to these students. Yep. I, my prediction is obviously this current environment is going to get better and we're all back and the distancing thing is going to go away. Uh, not sure when, but it will. Um, we're going to still do this online version and we're going to have a way to maybe engage with those kiddos who are going to miss because of wrestling or track. Uh, but this, you know, we're going to create a structure where we can help them identify and harness and put a language. I love what you said earlier, put a language to their talent to build um, and give them exposure to builders uh, that they otherwise would not have exposure to. I'll sign you up right here publicly without asking, but Willie Thiessen, who built a pretty good restaurant called Godfather's, <laughs> he's one of your mentors. He will absolutely tell a story. But if he is, you're doing it, Willie. And and others like that that help build the economy of Nebraska, they're all going to participate because this is important now more than ever. Um, mm -hmm. That sounds breathless, but I really do believe that. And so... Um, <clears throat> I love the, I'm not going to say the word pivot because it's way overused and misunderstood, but the adaptation to the realities. Um, and yeah, today was going to be the day after our big uh, event, right. <laughs> which was yesterday, but uh, life has a way of throwing things at you. So what you've built, what you orchestrated will be uh, truly a, a case study. Uh, I know you're already helping. Something I love, and I'm digressing here. You're going. Collison's going to edit all this out. But you know, we've got communities across Nebraska that call Tara on the phone. She's like, "Here's everything I learned." Well, mm -hmm. guess what? That's because that's what Rich and Don did from Omaha and Lincoln. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just Nebraska. I think it's quite honestly global in nature. But the desire to help other communities spin these up has been really fun to watch. And the folks in Norfolk are traveling mm -hmm. here and you are going to Lincoln and there's no elbows. The collaboration has been amazing uh, with this. I mean, when I was starting from scratch, I had a hundred questions and everybody's like, here's all my stuff. Like yeah. they're just giving it to me. And I'm like, thank you. And, 
you know, I've had those conversations. Yeah, Norfolk and then um, uh, uh, OPPD is looking at doing a program for Southeast Nebraska. And so, I mean, they're just being available as somebody to, it's, it's, it's very cool having it's that cool. come back. Yeah. And, and I've watched it and I've made a few introductions over the, over the journey, but again, kind of like recruiting the mentors, nobody said, no, I'm focused on right. Hastings and I don't care about anybody. Absolutely right. not. Now, I don't no. know if all the communities say the same thing when they're recruiting companies and, or, you know, polishing incentive programs for acquired growth, but they all, and I said that facetiously because I don't think all communities uh, share their notes on acquired growth strategies, but they do in this one. And that's mm -hmm. really cool. And it's a lot of fun to be part of. Um, uh, somebody had a question about finding local mentors for the kids. Um, I just reached out to our local businesses. Uh, we have a lot of partners with, um, with the Economic Development Corporation, we have a member list. And so started there. I belong to the Young Professionals Organization. I put a shout out there. I, I asked people like, who would be a good mentor? And it was really that word of mouth. Um, I didn't know our outlying communities as well as the people who live them. So I tasked them with that. I was like, hey, I'm looking for some people. And so we went, you know, I drove to Aurora and sat down and had conversations like, Hey, here's what the program is. Here's what we're looking for. And they're like, yeah, sign me up. I mean, it just, the, it, it, you have to go to the people who know and who know those people. And then they steered them towards me and we talked and they all said, yes. Do you love Grand Island? I do. Okay. That's, that's obviously was a, we didn't prepare that question, but I knew the answer <laughs> because something I found is that for these to really succeed and thrive, mm -hmm. you know, I think of the folks involved in the different cities and there's just always one or a handful of people that simply love their community mm -hmm. and, and care about its future. And without that, these are a lot harder to spin up. Um, oh yeah. But, but in every community, there's, there's those that love it and uh, care about its future and taking control of it. You know, I'm not going to go off on my speech here, but I'm not sure the federal government or even the state government is going to, be the main driver of the communities across this state or across the country. It's got to happen organically and locally. Mm -hmm. And at the last governor's economic summit, it was all about what's your community doing? We're going to help. Of course, that's what our governmental structure is about. Mm -hmm. But this is a local community. And I don't, if there's 40 people in the community, let's get, and there's 40 kids in the high school, let's get all 40 engaged with how they're going to build their mm -hmm. life. And you might just find you know, a Bob Doherty or a Marianne O'Brien or a Ev Williams in the pack. Jim, it looks like you're dying to bust in here. He's well, trying to talk. <laughs> we got some, we got some questions that I want to okay, get to here in just a question. second, but, um, and let me just say like Grand Island is not even in the top three in population here in the state of Nebraska. And so, right. It goes Omaha, Lincoln, Bellevue. Yeah. And so when we, when we think about how this, this scales really well, mm -hmm. both down, Oftentimes we think about, well, we got to be in a big city or we got to have thousands of kids or we have to have thousands of companies. And I think what you guys have proven with this is that it doesn't require that. It requires people who care. And so it scales right. both up and down. Todd, you and I interviewed Bobby Shaw and his partner right down in Austin that were doing this. And they, they are in a big city doing this. We're doing it in Grand Island, Nebraska or Lincoln, mm -hmm. Nebraska, right, right. or Omaha. 
Right. We've got coaches out in the Sand Hills in Scotts Bluff, uh, you know, yeah. who've got yeah. literally 50 kids in the high school. Let's yeah. there's 50 yeah. starfish. Let's get them all in the ocean and let's no. teach them all what they're great at. There's no size or scale if you believe in the impact that an individual can have on their life and on a community. So agnostic. Uh, Tara, Mark says virtual is now the best way to learn how to collaborate in a flat world, right? Everything in business is virtual from the workplace perspective. I agree a little bit. I disagree mm -hmm. in some regards. I don't right. think we're going to ever go 100% virtual. I think no. it's really important that we do some of these events where we get people together, right? I mean, there's some... Absolutely. I'm, there's I'm something a, to be said with a sticky note paper on the wall and having that creative collaboration in one room. I think what's good about mm -hmm. this situation, if we can find a silver lining of what's going on now, it's it's forcing us to take some old models that were maybe mm -hmm. only in person and retrofit them. Or I actually think find new opportunities in these, right. Todd, you and I were talking a little yeah. bit about this in the pre-show, find new ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. and, and so that doesn't mean, and by the way, I don't think that means we have to throw out one for the other. I think they can both coexist kind of based on what's the strength of either or. Um, I want to, I was just thinking about this. Why don't we live stream what you guys are doing? So we'll take the Zoom stuff that you're doing mm -hmm. and figure out a way. I'll just broadcast the Zoom call live and yep. folks can watch, like can, can kind of watch this. Tara, how possible would that be to be able to get in there I don't think I, I it would be it impossible. Yeah. I think, yeah, we just yeah. need to figure out details and what this is all going to look like. Um, kind of preliminary thoughts was I would probably do a live feed once a week to the kids and like, here's, here's the new topic of the week. Let's work together on this. And then a lot of the other stuff would just be digital based as yeah. far as their work and getting back to me or that if they want to set up Zoom calls with me, we could do that as well or with the mentors, we'd set up Zoom calls that way. Um, but I think, yeah, definitely if you put me on the spot and do live, <laughs> live well, with Tara. <laughs> we don't have to, but I think there's some interesting, yeah. again, this is a yeah. new situation where we think, okay, if we were gonna live stream this, like, you know, the gamers, the e-game are huge right now. People are just watching things on Twitch, right? Or on YouTube. If we, if we started designing things with that in mind to start mm -hmm. saying, okay, we're going to do a large virtual event where we bring everybody in at the end and there's some interviews that are going on. Well, hey, that's all of a sudden that's my realm. Like mm -hmm. I know how to do that and I can do that really well. We've brought people in from all around the world in that setting and we can stream these kind of events out to them. We just have to right. think about it a little bit differently. Like, okay. Absolutely. And so when we the kids would, pitch, they've got to figure out how are they going to do a pitch from five different households yeah. in one. Like, there's going to be hiccups to that. Because before, yeah, you can pitch online as a group. And you could do your own video setup. And you could do all these things. But how do we enable them to pitch collectively without one kiddo doing all the work? Right. Right. And make it a, a good video pitch without it falling under one or two people. We'll figure it out. And the same thing happened mm -hmm. when we had five kids standing next to each other on the right. podium. You yeah. know, the winning teams right. were those that that drew upon the talents of their partners. And we had teams where one person did everything and they didn't win. Uh, right. So right. We'll, we'll get around all. I see oh, nothing yeah. but opportunity. Well, and as we look at the YouTube culture right now and what they're doing, it's a completely different way of doing things than maybe we would have thought of doing them and being successful on YouTube. And so this pitch now is, it you know, we kind of think of a pitch of maybe a PowerPoint presentation or somebody doing something. 
what if it was more like a YouTube, like, it, you know, mm -hmm. like, the, like the kids are creating on YouTube today? What if it oh, was yeah, more, absolutely. yeah, uh, more along those lines, if, I, it, if it had I, some Snapchat or TikTok or something, so, right? Yeah, exactly. They, they are so creative right. that they're going to blow our socks out of the water, no matter what they come up with. They just, they have that ability to make those cool things happen. Yeah. Todd, there's a question in the chat room from Mark. He says, a volunteer with a local first tee program. Um, a conversation I'm having with the leadership is to administer Clifton strengths to their student coaches, mentors. Should I consider BP 10 instead? <laughs> You're a little biased, my friend. I'm here to keep you in check. Help me know Clifton strengths. I think I've heard of it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great question. It's a great issue. They're different assessments measuring different things. And quite honestly, they're additive. Um, We've spent years bringing this new assessment and some of you on the call are probably learning about it for the first time, which is fine. You know, a lot of our best coaches aim Clifton strengths at the BP 10 results and analytics and demands of building. So they're stronger together than independent. Um, I think if the focus is on building vocation, entrepreneurship, business, BP 10 is is much more uh, in that realm and space. Uh, having said that, you know I'm a 25 year veteran of Gallup. Clifton Strengths is revolutionary, and everybody on the call knows that it's changing the world in that regard. So, uh, pros and cons. One, they're just they're they are different. Mm -hmm. We have correlative analytics on which ones feed off each other. We have that all that depth. Um, I would. Uh, suggest folks spend a little time on the BP10, you know, Gallup Builder backslash site. Uh, we've got some videos up there. There's once you've taken your assessment, there's an online uh, uh, learning on how to understand your report. I think we're going to use that actually in module one of the training. It's there. It's up there. It's free. Right. We're not charging. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, team building. Uh, around businesses and 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 building. So building can happen in nonprofits. A few of us are building this new division within a hundred year old polling company. It's it's we're all going to try to build a great life. So it's very inclusive um, um, to uh, all of our journeys, not just entrepreneurship. Uh, that's a super long winded. Yeah. Well. Answer Terry, you're not biased like we are. What what you you come at this from both sides. Give what would you say? Um, I I love, don't get me wrong, I love Clifton Strengths. I'm excited to eventually become a coach here. I find the BP10 is easier, especially for people to grasp because there's only 10. It's mm -hmm. 10 talents, and everybody has the 10 talents. And I think I'll answer um Ralph's question that just popped up there too. Um that doesn't like you don't know like yeah they fall out in an order they shake out in a 10 you know for one through 10 but you don't know just based on your results like how strong those talents are which makes it great to everybody the only reason I know how strong the kids is were is because I got the analytics ran on them with Gallup. And, that's, and that's the only the CIR, reason. right? That's the CIR yeah. report. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's how, you know, and that's how we identified those top talent kiddos, but you can do this with anybody and process the results with anybody and without knowing their coach's insight report or those, you know, what those actual levels are, it's easy to lay out and it's easy for people to understand what those top 10 mean and how it relates to their 
business building or their builder talents in their professional lives and their journeys. And mm-hmm. that's, that's Ralph brought up such a critical, important, and we've learned a lot about this having been in the market since 2014. In the very beginning, we included intensities on everybody's development report. Thought it was a great idea. The market hated it. Mm-hmm. And for the reason that we're all going to build something and we need to be careful with the expectations that we're all going to build billion dollar companies and sell it to Facebook and become a billionaire venture capitalist, because that's, of course, a bunch of hooey. But we're all going to build, regardless of where your intensity is, knowing what's at the top, knowing mm-hmm. how it wires with people you need around you, knowing whether you're a rainmaker conductor or expert helps you build better teams because we tend to gravitate towards that look like us and think like us. And that's not always great in a team environment. So the and valuing diversity as it relates mm-hmm. to talent and every other form of diversity, those are all things that that it doesn't matter where you are on the on the uh, uh, the spectrum. No, the, uh, and it's great because there's different organizations that are starting to grasp onto this. Um, we have a great partnership with our Boys Town. Uh, our entity here in town and they're considered a shelter. So they've got a fluid rolling of kids and that go in and out there. So we've set up a thing where I come out every other month, they purchase codes for the kids. The kids will take the BB 10. I go out and help them process the results. I don't know what their intensity reports are. I don't care what their intensity reports are, but we do the teaming activity and the kids, you can see the light bulbs turn on because they're like, Oh, if we have a gap in there, we would need to hire somebody or figure out how to fill that in. And it was great. It was so much fun because they, they, they just, they get it. And it's easy to see like, okay, if you're running a business and we make them make a fake business and, you know, fill in that gap, how are you going to fill in that gap? Cause you three don't have it. People don't see blind spots. They're called blind spots. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what, what great questions. I want to save a little bit of time for a couple quick updates. So and I'm sensitive to well, our the, the, we we may be we may want to do that with just about five minutes to go. Okay. Yeah. Um. Any other questions? We'll tell you what we'll allow uh, some questions to come in. Todd, do mm-hmm. uh, do your updates, and then well, I saw Amanda. Uh, Amanda wanted to give a little prop to our emails yesterday, and I think the day before. Uh, Amanda Karen is putting together a BP10 kind of a meetup. Uh, it'll be virtual in nature, uh, probably quarterly. And I'm going to be sending out emails uh, to the list of BP10 coaches. Uh, I'm not going to give anybody's email unless they give permission, but we'd like to see, a, in addition to this kind of venue, uh, and again, Amanda took the the leadership and initiative, and bravo to you, on getting us together and and having some questions and answering and and virtual meetups for the BP10 community. So that's coming. Uh, We're going to do a very special uh, team research uh, called to coach. Many of you are participating with us. We have some really exciting longitudinal team research that's showing the it's in it's intuitive to all of us, but it's it's starting to show some team functioning and business performance based on the constructs of teams. Uh, As again, many of you are participating, but Sangeeta in a research team, must have been eight or nine months ago, put an infrastructure in place. Results are coming out. We'll probably schedule that for the end of April. 
you know, the power of this science, knowing self is wonderful, but when you can start to bring it into a team construct, that's what we teach the kiddos in this program at an early age is you need people that, you know, that complement and challenge you from a talent perspective, not just, you know, adhere to and see the world the same as you do. We're, again, it's intuitive to everybody, but leave it to Gallup to go out and research it. And we have. And so Sangeeta uh, will be presenting some of those results. We'll advertise like crazy. Um, uh, that will be coming up at the end of April. We're still working on a date. So those are two. Uh, and, and we're building a product around uh, teaming based on the roles and the talents. Um, we'll release it probably similar to the Coach's Insight report that Tara uh, as mentioned a few times, that's the intensity report that we make available to BP10 trained coaches. Uh, so some exciting things in the uh, in the lab um, that uh, are pretty advanced. Um, and Tara, you're awesome. Thank you so much for I I've, uh, couldn't wait to showcase uh and I, and I asked you that question about loving Grand Island very much on purpose. And again, knowing the answer, because <laughs> those that do love their community want to see its economy thrive. And I'll get in trouble with this, but just acquiring growth is not enough. It's important. Mm -hmm. I sit with companies all day long, say, move to Omaha, and here's the reason why, and I should probably be on payroll at the chamber. But it's not the only strategy in town. It's an important one. Right. And uh, so organically finding and developing those who, and, and quite honestly, sooner than later, we've had kids spinning out of all these different initiatives that are monetizing revenue producing companies. Um, and we'll start showcasing more of them. Uh, so yes, the average age of an entrepreneur is according to Kaufman is like 44, 46 years old. We'd like to push that down a little bit. We do measure in the beginning, at the end, really important. We measure everything because we're Gallup, but mm -hmm. confidence is something that uh, we've really watch uh, closely and we celebrate moving it. Because when you can light somebody up with their talents to build or their talents to live a life uh, based on what you're good at, their confidence goes up. And that's always a big fun one to, uh, to watch move the needle. So Tara, part of our online uh, module will yeah, be we'll have to do pre-post pre-post and I'll, I'll mm -hmm. just guarantee I'll bet Jim's job that we move that confidence <laughs> needle <laughs> maybe not a great thing to say right now maybe not a great thing to say you know in juicing and juicing confidence in an entrepreneurial ecosystem in a I don't care how old they are is uh is really important so your leadership your desire to share. And, and I just watched you pick up the phone on the weekends. I've watched you pick it up on the evenings mm -hmm. with other communities saying, Hey, what about this? What about that? Mm -hmm. uh, has not gone unnoticed or unappreciated. Our chairman, Jim Clifton, sent her a note after I think one of the launches saying, uh, we need you, no pressure, but uh, uh, between what's happening in Lincoln and right. Omaha and Norfolk and Grand Island, that, it's going to make a big difference. So well, and the cool thing is these kids, like people can see it already in these, in, in one of the communities, 
when I went to meet with them for the first time about the program, just to see if they would get on board, they're like, oh, we already know who's going to be at the top of that <laughs> list. And then when we had the inspiration rally, I was looking forward to meeting this student because he his name was brought up by not only the school, but then their economic development. And they're like, oh, no, he brought down business plans as a freshman in high school. And he couldn't make it to the inspiration rally because he was looking at property to flip another property. <laughs> and I was like, I need to meet this student because they're already, they're doing it. And they're a sophomore in high school. And I need to meet this kiddo. Like I need to meet these students who are, their, their brains are just firing on all cylinders and doing cool, different things. Yep. This is intentional. This is systematic. <laughs> this is a hell of a lot of fun. I don't know if you can say hell, but you can edit it out, Jim. <laughs> Um, and boy, is it important. And again, now more than ever, um, game on. Yeah. Todd, if, if, uh, maybe this is the first time some folks have heard about this, well, you and I have been at this for a while. We've been talking there's, by the way, there's tons of back episodes of this on both called the coach mm -hmm. and through our builder talent Tuesday, uh, episodes that we have going, can they just contact you directly, Todd? What's you the best bet. way to do that? I, I love this topic and I have, uh, uh, a lot of bandwidth uh, in these next days and weeks. Uh, Todd underscore Johnson at gallup.com. Um, right. I love nothing more than engaging with uh, our coaches and thinking about different applications for the science, be it the Future Builder Challenge or others. It's the highlight of my day. A great day is where I'll talk to seven or eight or nine different coaches working different aspects and angles. Um, Absolutely. And by all means. Um, and if, if you can't remember that email, you can send us an email coaching at gallup.com. We'll get that routed over to Todd. Tara, thank you for taking the time today yeah, for having me. I, I feel like um, even though this didn't go where you guys thought it would, <laughs> that some really cool things are going to come out of it. And right. so we'll we'll talk behind the scenes about maybe figuring out some ways to live stream some things so that folks mm -hmm. can kind of watch this happen. For some of you, you're listening to this today and you're like, oh, this is a whole new world for me. And there's some great mm -hmm. opportunities. If you have questions for Todd, there's a few questions left in chat. We're just out of time. Send Todd that email and uh, he'll get, he'll just pick up the phone and, and call you. With that, we'll remind, we've got a whole bunch of resources. Todd mentioned this page, but let me say it again, gallup.com slash builder. Pretty easy to remember. Lots of resources out there. I mentioned we have a, we have a couple playlists on our YouTube channel. So if you go to youtube.com slash Clifton strengths. And then you go, cause we've been kind of mixing all this together. You go to our builder talent section, BP 10 section. There's a whole list of, we have all these talents. We've done videos around them, interviewed people. We have updates from Todd on some of these, and then we're going to do these new series. We got this brand new series and Tara, congratulations on being the first in this new series. On <laughs> and the best. Yeah. I didn't realize it was so a new far. series. So. Right. Well, we're kind of a reboot, right? We, <laughs> we, we're, we're doing that, uh, bringing that in. And so those are available for you out there as well. I mentioned, send us an email, coaching at gallup.com if you have questions. Follow us on Eventbrite if you want to stay up to date. Um, like we have these other sessions that are scheduled. You can register for them if you want. Gallup.com. No, it's not. that's not true. It's gallup.eventbrite.com. We'll get you there. You can sign up for those and it'll allow me to give you some notifications when you uh, when the event is coming up. We do have a Facebook group just for BP10. So if you go to facebook.com slash group slash BP10, pretty easy to remember. You can join us over there. You have to ask to be invited and then I'll let you in as well. I kind of monitor that group. I love to have that, that convert. And Todd is not on Facebook. No, he is not. So don't, don't ask him questions because I just have to 
Didn't I have to copy and paste it? Just send him an email. We want to thank you for joining us today. Appreciate you guys coming out. Like I said, we have another one of these coming up here. Oh, in a couple weeks, gallop.eventbrite.com. Uh, if you want to get registered for it, I want to thank you for joining us. If you're listening live, thanks for coming out live. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody. <laughs>